Hi, and welcome to episode 63 of the LDS Study Session with me, your host, Matt Roberts. Uh, and today we're going to continue looking at our Come Follow Me study for this week, found on July 29th to August 4th, Acts 22 to 28, A Minister and a Witness. And we're going to focus today on why are there why are there differences between the three accounts of Paul's vision of Jesus Christ? Now, I find this a really interesting study piece today, so I hope that you'll stick with me. Um, we uh, are made aware or pointed out to the fact that in the accounts in the Acts, and this is these three accounts all found in the book of Acts that we've studied so far, in Acts chapter 9, verses 3 to 20, Acts chapter 22, verses 1 to 21, and Acts chapter 26, verses 9 to 20, we have three separate accounts of Paul and his vision of the Saviour as he is travelling uh, to Damascus. Now, this is really interesting because there are three different accounts, and as you study them, you notice that there are key differences between the three. I'm going to have a look at these three differences, these three accounts and point out some differences and why there may well be differences uh, in these accounts, for what purpose, and then relate this to other another spiritual uh, vision or experience that we are told multiple accounts of and how this actually um, verifies or consolidates the, each other to show that they are events that did happen. So if we look in Acts chapter 9 first of all um, and 22 and 26 I'm going to go through chronologically and kind of jump between them. So with Acts 9, 22 and 26 we begin with Saul tra uh, traveling on the way to Damascus um, detailing his persecution and the letters that he had been given or the authority that he had been commissioned with by the leaders of the Jews to go and do this persecution and to carry out the violence against the saints. Now, what is interesting straight away is that in Acts 26, um, Paul is talking to King Agrippa. And there's an interesting phrase that he uses which might suggest this very first difference right at the start of the three accounts. What you need to understand with these, with this first difference, is that in Acts nine we are being given a general, um, a general chronological um, recording of Paul's vision. It's not necessarily Paul telling this vision to someone else. It's just the general historical account that we have of this vision. In Acts twenty two, he is talking to a group of Jews or a group of uh, people who have captured him and, and imprisoned him. So just a kind of a general group. And then in Acts 26, he is talking to King Agrippa. Now, in King Agrippa, in, ver in Acts 26, verse 3, Paul says this, Especially because I know thee to be an expert in all customs and questions which are among the Jews, wherefore I bese beseech thee to hear me patiently. Now, this is interesting. Paul identifies that King Agrippa is aware of the customs of the Jews. He is aware of how they work and how um, the system works for them. So... It's interesting to know that straight away in these three separate accounts, in the Acts 26 account to King Agrippa, um, Paul is very detailed in what he has done uh, to, the, to the saints right from the beginning. Uh, he talks about how uh, he received authority and he pushed them in the synagogue, compelled them to blaspheme, uh, being exceedingly mad, persecuted them unto strange cities. Uh, he gives a lot of detail about what he actually did to persecute the saints. Whereas in Acts 22 and Acts 9, we don't actually read much other than he was persecuting the saints and he was going to Damascus to persecute them further. So it's interesting that King Agrippa gets more detail on what he actually did. And this may well be because, as Paul stated at the start, he is aware that King Agrippa is an expert in the customs of the Jews. So we carry on uh, in the account and uh, we move forward to... 
um, the detail that the vision was about noon. Now that's interesting that kind of the person, and we believe this to be Luke, uh, that is recording this in the Acts, in Acts chapter 9. He doesn't specify the time that this vision happened. Uh, it may well be simply because he was not a witness there himself. So he wasn't there on the day when this happened. Whereas Paul, when he says this to the group gathered uh, in his imprisonment and to King Agrippa, he specifies that the vision was about noon. Just a small interesting detail there, which doesn't appear in Acts 9. Um, simply maybe because of the person that is saying it or the author of who is saying it, or the speaker, I should say. There, we move on. Uh, and there is finally a similarity between the three, that a light descended around about him and he fell. Although in, when he's talking to King Agrippa, he says that they all fell, so he was referring to the group that is with him. Uh, I don't think that's a particularly specific um, and important uh, difference, just one that is different there to be noted. It's when that Paul begins to explain um, his vision of the Saviour that we start to get some key differences here. So in Acts chapter 9, we read the phrase, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? Uh, and then Paul asks, who, who, is, who, who are you? And then um, the Lord um, identifies uh, with Paul. Let me just get the exact phrase here. Um, he says, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest, it is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. So that's kind of the, the standard response that we probably are aware of. Um, in the account to King Agrippa in Acts 26, he also says, the soul, soul, why persecutest thou me? Uh, and he goes uh, straight into the, it's hard for you to kick against the pricks statement. But then when we get to the Acts 22 accounts, to the general population of those that are imprisoning him, he doesn't say that the Lord said the phrase, it is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. Uh, now, this is a, a particularly interesting insight. This phrase, to kick against the pricks, referred to the agricultural status of many of the Jews at the time, uh, of a kind of a cattle or, or an animal trying to kick against a sharp stick that was kind of leading them or pushing them uh, to go where they needed to. And obviously, if they kicked it, it probably hurt, would hurt more. Um, now, this is interesting, this, because it's actually a Greek proverb, which many of the Jews will have been familiar with at the time. Uh, I was listening to the Book of Mormon Central podcast, which, sorry, not the Book of Mormon Central podcast, uh, the Interpreter Foundation podcast, uh, both of which, both of those things I really recommend you look at too if you haven't started already. Uh, but they were talking about how this Greek proverb will be so well known across that culture that it was almost like quoting a, a you know, a popular movie line. Um, and so it's something which would, will have been known by many people, but it's interesting that Paul doesn't say it to this group, but he says it to King Agrippa, suggesting that he didn't possibly think that they would get the reference, if, as it were, they would, it would go over their heads uh, if he shared that reference with them, uh, what, what Paul was trying to get across in, that, in saying that. Whereas King Agrippa, um, he was aware, probably knew Greek proverbs more, uh, and so he shared that the Saviour said this. Uh, I just think it was an interesting adjustment there for Paul in speaking to different audiences and putting emphasis on different things or not putting emphasis on certain things if they if that reference would be lost on them you know you wouldn't make a Star Wars reference uh, to someone that hasn't seen Star Wars because they wouldn't get it and it's very similar it's very possible uh, and it's likely that Paul will have missed that bit out on purpose because he will not have felt that they will have understood that reference um, carrying on we then, but, th but then we do see a difference in the Acts 22 account. 
Um, in the in the vision in Acts chapter nine, uh, that when the Lord states who He is, He says, uh, "I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest," and that statement is the same in Acts twenty six to King Agrippa, but in Acts twenty two there is a mention of, Je of Him saying, "I am Jesus of Nazareth." Now, why would um, Paul, in kind of stating this um, vision to this group of people that are trying to, to imprison him, why would he say, I am Jesus of Nazareth, whom thou persecutest, rather than not saying that with the other ones? Um, there may be some uh, things we could point say possibly here. Maybe that um, the people were maybe less aware of who Jesus was, or perhaps they needed some more specification on who, which Jesus he is referring to, so they would know uh, who he was talking about. Whereas King Agrippa, well, obviously by this stage, Paul has been brought to King Agrippa for the specific purposes and issues of testifying of Jesus. Uh, and so King Agrippa would not, have been, would not have needed to be told Jesus of Nazareth because he knows why Paul is there. He is testifying of Jesus of Nazareth being the saviour of mankind. Uh, so it possibly is simply because it wasn't required for King Agrippa to know that he was talking of Jesus of Nazareth. Whereas for the other people that maybe were less aware of Paul and why he was being imprisoned, perhaps that he had to spe specify that. Um, again, another slight difference, which I don't think makes much difference to the narrative, but uh, but then in a Acts 9 and 22, um, Paul then asks what he should do uh, to the Saviour. Uh, in King Agrippa's um, testimony, in, in the testimony given to King Agrippa, Paul doesn't make mention of the fact that he asked what he should do, but rather he was told at that moment that he would need to go forth and be a witness. Now, this is where things become radically different uh, between the Acts chapter 9 and 22 accounts and the King Agrippa Acts 26. There is a big, big change here because um, he, he doesn't state that he asked Jesus uh, what he should do. And actually, he claimed at that, that at that very moment when he was on the ground, and that first visitation of the Saviour was given to him, he was told that he would be a witness um, of the Saviour. Specifically, in Acts chapter 26, verses 16, verse 16, it says, But rise and stand upon thy feet, for I have appeared unto thee for this purpose, to make thee a minister and a witness of both of these things which thou hast seen, and of those things in the which I will appear unto thee. Um, he carries on in verses 17 and 18 of 26 to King Agrippa, delivering thee from the people and from the Gentiles unto whom now I send thee, to open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan unto God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. Now this is really interesting because if you look at Acts chapter 9 and 22, none of that is said by the Saviour to, uh, to Paul in this vision. Absolutely none of it. All that is said next is that he is go he's told, by paraphrasing it, to go to where he's travelling to or to go to Damascus to find out what he needs to do next. That is it. And then he loses his sight. We, we find that after the vision ends, he, he's lost his sight and he's led by his friends who haven't seen the angel, or sorry, haven't seen the saviour. Um, they lead him to Damascus, to Ananias, who is mentioned in Acts 29 and 22, but not at all in Acts 26. <clears throat> and um, Ananias restores his sight and invites him to be baptised. And from that point, they, you can't, you, we, we kind of move away from this account. But there is absolutely no mention of this to King Agrippa by Paul. And it's fascinating that, you know, he wouldn't mention any of that follow-up. 
and that actually he just says there and then, right, yeah, so the Saviour appeared to me, and from that point on, I was called to be a witness. Now, I mean, obviously there'll be many reasons why. Um, perhaps that, you know, this is why he's brought to Agrippa to, 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 be, to testify why he is doing this. And so therefore the details of how he lost his sight, how he traveled to Damascus, how he found Ananias, how he got lost, received his sight, and then started to, to be a witness, probably wasn't necessary at this stage now. His time, purpose in front of King Agrippa was to say why he was going and saying what he was saying. And the reason was is because he saw the Savior and he was invited to be a witness and to testify of these things. Uh, rather than, you know, kind of going through all of that detail and rigmarole, I guess, of saying, you know, and what happened next and next and next and next. Um, whereas with the general, obviously the historical record, the chronological record in Acts 9, we do need those details to see where he went next. And then in Acts 22, uh, he will have told um, the people um, who are imprisoning him, perhaps simply because it is an, it is a part, an important part of the story, which maybe will have found interest with them and develop their faith further, or try to develop some faith in them in what has happened. So, very interesting. Now, I realise that we are already kind of approaching the 15-minute mark on this podcast, which is, you know, my usual, my, my absolute limits I try and get on these. And I've not even talked about how this relates to looking at another vision, uh, which we are aware, aware of in the last days, which had a number of different accounts and for what purpose those might be. So I think I'll have to leave that uh, until tomorrow's podcast, which is absolutely fine. Um, I hope that you've enjoyed uh, this, this study session. Uh, I do recommend that you look into uh, the accounts, uh, the three different accounts, and look into the differences between them. Uh, nothing particularly to share in the show notes, because this is all just within Acts 9, 22 and 26. But please do have a look uh, and see what you can uh, spot and identify. And then I look forward to sharing with you tomorrow how this relates to uh, a couple more visions uh, which have different accounts and why this uh, demonstrates that they are they, they can be considered true accounts despite having differences between them. If there's anything that uh, you've enjoyed from the study or if there's something you've been studying that you want to share with me, please do so at Matt S. Roberts 90 I would love to hear from you. And until we meet again.